Today, we are talking all about imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is basically a collection of feelings of inadequacy, despite evidence of success. Welcome to Sovereign Solutions, a lifestyle podcast for your soul. I am your host, Cody Ann Smith. I'm a spiritual advisor and teacher who is passionate about helping you master your life, upgrading your energy, answering your highest calling, and leaving a legacy that powerfully impacts the world. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to another episode on the Sovereign Solutions podcast. Thank you so much for your gift of presence and for tuning in with me today on the show. Before I get started, I want to give a shout out to all of you who have left me beautiful reviews on iTunes, sent me messages telling me how much this podcast has helped you. It really means the world to me because honestly, guys, this is why I do this is because of you. So thank you so much. You are not going unnoticed. So I just wanted to give you a shout out. I want to ask you guys a question. Have you ever felt like you could not really express yourself. Or maybe you don't take action or haven't at some point in your life taken action on something that you knew that was meant for you and you put it off for one day. One day, I'll do that thing that I really want to do. Or maybe you've been afraid that if you do take action that people are really going to find out who you really are And then your cover is going to be blown. And then, oh my gosh, how humiliating. Have you ever felt like that before? If you have, I want to reassure you that you are not alone. And I hope that you find some solace in today's episode. Because today we are talking all about imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is basically a collection of feelings of inadequacy, despite evidence of success. So no matter how successful that you might be at something, you still look at yourself as if you are a fraud. That is what imposter syndrome is all about. And it holds many bright and talented and beautiful souls back from truly living their highest purpose and becoming and stepping into their fullest expression. And this is a problem, right? Because right now we need those beautiful souls out sharing their gifts and sharing their skills and talents and all that beautiful stuff that they have to offer the world. However, that doesn't happen when we suffer from this imposter syndrome and we don't move forward despite feeling this way. So why do people experience it? Why do people experience this kind of imposter syndrome? Like they're going to be found out. Why do we, not just people, but we, right? Because I think all of us have experienced this from time to time. Well, it's kind of a natural thing, but there are things that kind of contribute to this as well. The natural reason why that we would feel this way is because if we're changing habits, which ultimately changes our identity, then we have to step out and do something new right? And if we're doing something new, then that means we have to let go of the old way. And since we humans have egos, our egos attach to certain identities and certain ways of doing things. 
So anytime that we shift that and change that and we step into a new level of who we are, then it can feel like we are a complete fraud. And the reason for that is because it hasn't been solidified. We haven't done it enough to truly feel like we can embody it all the way. And I think we kind of forget that. We have high expectations a lot of the time. And if we haven't reached this idea of perfection or we haven't, quote unquote, mastered something yet, then it's easy for us to be like, well, I don't know. I don't really think that I'm good enough for this. Or maybe they're going to find out that I'm not really the person that I say that I am. And my whole cover is going to be blown. One example from my personal past that really speaks to this is when I decided that I was no longer going to smoke cigarettes. And I use this example all the time because it's a really good one. Because when you smoke for 15 years, you identify yourself as a smoker. After all, every time you go out to eat, well, back in the day, you would be asked smoking or non-smoking, right? And you would choose smoking because you were a smoker. Or you would have to stop and go smoke before you'd eat or after you eat or when you wake up. And it kind of just forms this identity of being a smoker, right? So when I decided that I was going to quit smoking, first of all, I was met with tons of resistance from my smoking friends that were, you know, they weren't used to me stepping out in this way. And they would say things like, yeah, right, that's not going to happen. So, of course, that helped solidify the doubt. But at the same time, I knew that this was my calling. So when I shifted out of that and I decided that I was going to quit smoking, what it ultimately took from me was to shift my identity from a smoker to a non-smoker. And that was a process. But I felt like an imposter even when I was not smoking because I was in the process of becoming a non-smoker. So when we are in the process of becoming, it can feel very much like we are imposters, like we are frauds. And like I said, it's because we haven't fully embodied that. But that doesn't mean that it's true. It's just the narrative that we tell ourselves, and it's just our perception of who we are. So this all works around identity. And that's what I really want to drive home in this episode today is that all of this really has to do with who you think you are. And that is formed by your experiences. Uh, it's formed by your environments, your belief systems, your attitudes towards life, the attitudes that your parents had towards you because in childhood, your identity is being formed. And it could also be sculpted by teachers, peers, media, all of that. All of that has an effect on who you think you are. It gives you this persona is what we call them, right? And a lot of the time we hold ourselves back from our true expression or we feel like we aren't worthy enough or that we are somehow flawed in some way. It comes from these early experiences. So again, going back to the question, why do people experience imposter syndrome? Well, there's a couple different reasons that I came up with off the top of my head that seem to be pretty common and pretty universal reasons why. And one of them is criticism. If you grew up, if you grew up with a parent or sibling or somebody who was just really critical on you, then you learned to not trust your goodness, your greatness, and you dimmed your light in some way because your identity was shaped through this lens 
of not being good enough, right? Anytime somebody's criticized, it's usually because, I mean, almost 100% of the time, I should say, is because they somehow felt like they weren't doing enough or they weren't being enough or they got it wrong. There's some flaw there, which makes them feel a deep sense of inadequacy, specifically, like I said, in childhood. And if anybody's grown up with adversity in childhood or they were the peacekeeper or they were the caretaker in some way, and if they had high expectations that they felt like they could not reach, well, then they felt a deep sense of shame and guilt that likely contributes to feelings of inadequacy. And you can also think of this as trauma because trauma is on a spectrum. Everybody has experienced trauma from one level or another, and it doesn't always have to be a huge crisis that creates this. It can literally be a situation where you feel completely helpless. So there might be something that created a trauma that would seem pretty minor to an outsider looking in, something like being in a classroom and you go give your speech or you go in front of the class and you forget everything you were going to say because anxiety took you over and then you were embarrassed because you thought that it had something to do with you personally and people made fun of you or something like that. It could be anything even little like that that can have a big impact on people's lives, keeping them from fully expressing themselves and stepping into new identities and trying new things, right? Now that same trauma that affected them as a child infiltrates their adult life where they go and they're in this this career where they have to give speeches around a round table, for example, and they go to speak and they do a really good job, but deep down they feel like I can't do this or maybe, you know, did somebody notice how I messed up on what I said or wonder if they noticed that I was anxious. All these little things start coming back to the person from that experience that they had, which makes them feel like an imposter or a fraud. Even if the speech that they gave was impeccable and people told them how amazing it was, it won't ever matter unless the person feels inside of themselves that they did a good job. But with imposter syndrome, it keeps you from being able to do that because of the fact that we think that we are this one fixed identity. And at that moment, that person would likely be dealing with an identification with not being good enough. So of course, this begs the question, well, what do we do about this? How do we fix this problem? How do we go about our lives in a way that We can change and shift our identity so that we're not stuck as prisoners to these feelings of inadequacy or self-doubt and not being able to fully express ourselves and to live our purpose here in this lifetime. How do we go about that? And what I have to say about that is since we are dealing with trauma likely, we have to remember that trauma is about being frozen in time. So when something bad happens or something humiliating happens, we our nervous systems literally get frozen in that moment. And so it's not the event itself that creates the trauma, but it's how we responded to that event in our biology. So we have to work at the body level. This is really important to understand because there's so many of us who have really good intentions, who are trying to help other people with imposter syndrome, except for we're not dealing with the body at the body level. Instead, we're working on the mind, right? I see so many people out there who are like, you're dealing with imposter syndrome. Well, it's a mindset thing. And it kind of is a mindset set thing, but it's also 
about the nervous system not feeling safe. And no matter how much we change our mindset, if we don't feel safe inside of our bodies, nothing will stick. Nothing will solidify. Nothing will crystallize because we don't feel safe enough to allow ourselves to let go of the past, to let go of those past habits and behaviors in order to cultivate the new. So we always want to work at the body level first. And then we can work at the emotions and we can work on the thought process and the mindset and all that stuff. That's great. But we have to work at a foundational level first. So after the body feels safe, when you when you get it to that place of being safe, I'm not saying that you always have to feel safe because that's just, it's probably will never happen. So as you get yourself to this feeling of safety in your body, then you can work on your mindset. And the mindset that you want to embody is the mindset that you are transient, meaning that you are not a fixed identity. You can let go of any fixed belief, identity, labels, titles, whatever, so that you can have a clean slate. Each moment of your life is creating a new identity. The only way that we have a fixed identity, which is an illusion, is if we continue to believe what the past has told us. But other than that, by embodying the mindset that you are transient and you are always evolving in each moment, you're a different person than you were just five seconds ago, then that can help you to start to shed some of these old beliefs, these old attitudes, these old behaviors that have fixated this past identity, quote unquote, that you experienced. That way you can step into the new, right? So one thing that I love to tell myself is that my beliefs, my attitude, and my behavior shapes who I am in every moment of the day. And the more that I had solidified that, and the more I started to believe that, the more that I could let go of old ways of being. There's many shifts that we have in our lives that are going to ask us to let go of old ways, old habits, old attitudes, old perceptions, and to step into the new. And it's going to require each and every one of us to be open to receiving. So if you're somebody who has always given a lot, then it might be a little bit challenging for you to embody this new way of being. Because In order for you to truly change your identity, you have to allow other people in. You have to allow people to tell you things that are actually good about yourself, and then you have to believe it. Because remember, part of our identity is formed by our environment. So the people in your lives have a huge impact on how you will see yourself. But if you're not open to receiving, it's going to be very difficult to move from an old way of being into a new way of being. Going back to my story about smoking, about quitting smoking, it was extremely challenging for me to be able to shift my identity from a smoker to a non-smoker the more that I spent time around those who would bring me down and tell me that I, couldn't, I, that I was never going to be able to do it. But when I started joining Facebook groups with other people who quit smoking and they would encourage me and tell me how good I'm doing and wow, celebrating with me that, you know, it was one week down and then it was a month and I had these little markers of how far along I was going. Then I started to believe that I could do it. 
and I started to believe that I was no longer a smoker. Now, there's probably times where you've heard me say that we don't need validation from the outside world. And I want to say to that that that's, it's paradoxical because that is both true and false because we as social creatures are interdependent, which means that we depend on others to help us in life. But then we also don't want to give our power away by only looking for validation outside of us, right? So there's this very delicate balance between those two poles, those two paradoxes where we find the sweet spot. And I realized over the years that it's not about being so rigid. It's not one or another. It's not black or white. It can actually be both. It really depends on the circumstance and how true we are to ourselves. That's what really matters. So when it comes to imposter syndrome, I hope the biggest takeaway that you take today is that you are not a fixed identity. Don't let imposter syndrome keep you from living your purpose or from being your fullest expression because the world needs what you have to share, especially right now, because right now we're in dire need of people being their truest, authentic, most expressed self so that we can help each other. Again, we are interconnected. So when one person goes out and owns their power and allows that feeling, I guess, of inadequacy to be there, but doesn't let it define them, that's when you overcome imposter syndrome. And remember, when you're working with it, you want to work on the nervous system, work on the body, and then start invoking new beliefs. And you do that through questioning and inquiry about beliefs that you hold about yourself, about the world, about others, and you find your truth. Imposter syndrome is something that many people deal with, including celebrities. Celebrities who have made incredible movies have felt like they are an imposter because of the success that they have created. And it all comes down to our ability to be able to remember that we get to choose in each moment who we want to be in each moment. Who cares if you fall back into old patterns of who you used to be back in your past? There's always the next moment to change that. We don't ever have to stay stuck on any particular wheel from the past. We can get off of that any moment that we decide. And all time is, is a bunch of moments strung together. So if we want to truly look back at our lives and say, wow, look where I used to be and look what I have cultivated for myself today. Look at all the things that I said yes to with courage. That takes us to be able to be present in the moment, to work on ourselves at a very deep level, to challenge those old beliefs, to challenge those old narratives that we have told ourselves. Remember, nothing is fixed in your story. You can change your character anytime you want to. And if you're ready to embody your fullest expression and live a life of sovereignty, real sovereignty, where the outside world doesn't dictate your inner peace, your inner identity, your inner being, then I want to invite you to start inquiring today about what is holding you back, how imposter syndrome is running your life and keeping you from being your fullest shining expression in this world. Because your gifts are needed. Like I said, right now more than ever. 
And if you need some help with it, then get a hold of me. I offer one-on-one mentoring slash coaching, and I would love to help you through this. With that being said, I'm going to hop off of here, but I hope that you guys have an incredible rest of your week. Stay strong, keep shining, keep showing up. You got this. I know you do. I will talk to you on the next one. Bye.